0: Kim? And Tom is not with us tonight. We don't know where he is. Actually, he's where? We think he's in St. Louis. Uh, enemy territory. Yes, of course. Off on a uh, work related trip. Yeah. So we do yep. work for a living, all of us. We yep. don't just sit around and do this. So we miss him tonight. Sorry he can't be here. He'll be back with us next week, hopefully. But uh, so that's where Tom is. And um, so here we are, last week. At the end of our discussion last week, we were, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Three games in Chicago, come home, three games with the Rockies. And we said, well, it would be nice if they could split those six games. And then maybe we won't be, uh, um, maybe we'll still be at 500. And then somebody jugged, well, maybe in two games we'll be under 500. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So what was the what was the deal? We know what the deal was. How how bad is it, Kim? Last
1: year it was our bullpen that uh was the Achilles heel. Maybe two Achilles heel yeah. for the team. Mm-hmm. This year it's not the bullpen, it's the starters. Yeah. Uh, was it a, a major league worst ERA of what, five point nine plus? For, for the
0: starters. Yes. Yeah, and it's got the team E R. A up in the the team E R. up in the four thirties, which, you know, mm-hmm. the bullpen brings it down, but the well, starters pitch most of the innings, right? Well, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not this year. Generally, they pitch most of the innings. They probably do have more innings than the bullpen, but not by as much as you would like to yeah, see. we have
1: two complete games so far this year. Last year, didn't we just have one total? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, blind squirrels, right? Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once in a while, things go your way, but not that much with the starting pitching. So, um,
1: but we are encouraged. Uh, AD is now with the team. DeSclafani. Yeah. He did, what was it, throw 40 to 50 pitches, not pitches, made 50, 40 to 50 throws, throws yesterday. I I think I read approximately 60 feet apart, so they're going to expand that. Yeah,
0: said it felt good. Um, Price, though, said, you know, well, it felt good today. The key is what's he going to feel like tomorrow, right. and right. I haven't really heard anything about that. But um, So hopefully he's feeling better, and, you know, Bailey's still progressing, Finnegan, I don't know. But if we can get one of them back... That would be great. Right. That would be great. So, um,
1: but we did have a silver lining this week, right? What the win? Well, didn't we have a SOCON pitcher? Or are we going to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A SOCON being the Southern Conference? Yeah.
0: Let's, uh, let's come back to him later. Okay. Let's come back to him later. Um, the offense scored plenty of runs, as we know. Um, Every, a lot of guys are hitting. You know, not everybody comes up with a big hit when you want it, but a lot of guys are producing, being productive, and putting mm-hmm. guys on and getting guys on base. Billy's still got this uh, consecutive game on base street going. I think.
1: Any up to 21 now, and I think uh, Joey's up to 24.
0: <laughs> yeah, something crazy like that. So they're getting on base, and you know, and hopefully uh, the, the guys behind him will keep hitting. Um, Suarez has started to hit again. Duval's has some. Couple hits. not hit a home run for a while.
1: Suarez, I believe at one point, I'm, I'm going to guess he's around 303 right now, maybe 305, something like that. Uh, but he's got his average back up because he was down into what to high the high 280s, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Kozar continues to amaze, hitting 350 with a sore left wrist. So we, he's missed uh, this past week. I think he did not play three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey was up to 299. Then went down to 285, now is at 294. Mm-hmm. Continues to be Joey. Uh, yeah. Just a, an amazing hitter. Uh, a, a joy to watch. Right, yeah. But the the key to me, what's hurt us is Duval. He has uh, not performed in that four-hole the past two weeks. and You sit there and you say, okay, do you want to move Suarez since he has the hot hand up to the four-hole and put... Uh, Jeff's favorite, Shev's in the five hole, you and Duvall in six. It's got to be crossing Brian Price's mind.
0: Well, the other thing, too, what about Mazzarocco? Um, yes. You know, he's hitting eighth. And I, I think I think he's had him down there because he's played sporadically, and he didn't want to jumble the lineup every day or every other day just because he wants to put Mazzarocco up there and put pressure on him. But he's starting to really swing the bat. Well, I mean, his average has been nice all along. He's not been, you know, he's been up in the high 200s all along. And now he's you know, home run he hit the other day, way up in the upper deck. Yes. I mean, he, I think that's the guy on that team that can hit the ball probably farther than anybody. Um, and I think that if we, what's going to become of him in the lineup, I think, is a, is a thing. And is um, uh, he hit fourth in the past?
1: The 2014 was his all-star year. I think he hit 25 homers, had 80 ribbies, and only yeah. about 114 games.
0: Yeah, was he, where did he bat that year? He
1: batted all over. That's he, what was, I thought. he was he was 6th and 7th a lot, and he was so hot that I think there were several games where Price had him up in the 4-hole. Yeah. And you're right, he is, as our announcers have told us, he is turning on that fastball tremendously. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually been a couple of games where he's... Well, yesterday, what was it, the eighth inning? Hit that rocket line drive over the center fielder's head who seemed to catch everything, but he couldn't get to that one, mm-hmm. and he was stranded at second base. So good point about Mesoraco, Jeff. Uh, he, he's definitely a wild card that could be moving up in the hole.
0: Yeah, and if he moves up, you know, who slides down? You know, does uh, yes. do you just sort of move him up to five and and or do you him 6 and slide Shevler back to 7 which i think would be i'd be fine with that i mean if you get a guy if you've got Duval comes back around and can stay fourth fine if not if he continues to struggle maybe Meziraka goes up there mm-hmm. um it it's be interesting to see what what happens with that but i think eventually you got to move him up he's not an eighth place hitter no not 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 in the long not for the long haul and not the way he's starting to hit and he played what he played Saturday, yes, in a late afternoon game, he and and he came back and played Sunday. So I was not really expecting to see him. Sun- I think if they'd played night night game, he would not right. have played. But the late afternoon game, he came back and played. So that was, I took that as a as good a good sign. sign. Especially so.
1: with his hammy that was a little bit sore. Right, right. So and he threw out a runner.
0: Hmm.
1: I was glad to see him. Well, play. they've
0: been they've been good at that this year. Both of them. Barnhart's done the same yep. thing. So yes, he has. Okay, I'm going to add a new little segment here to our our fledgling program here, <laughs> and that is we want to, each, each week, uh, one of us is going to just talk about a red from years gone by that we kind of liked, whether, you know, we're not, we're, you know, eventually we'll probably talk about who's our favorite red, you know, and then you can talk about Bench or I can talk about Rose or whatever or whatever we want to talk about. Or Chevler, yes. <laughs> um, or but we kind of wanted to like let's let's highlight some guy. We're Old Reds fans, so hopefully there's some other Old Reds fans listening and we can just throw out a name and talk about him a little bit and remind people of a guy and go, "Yeah, I forgot all about that guy." You know. So we're going to start with you this week and you're going back to the 70s. Back to the big red machine days and who who, who are we going to talk about?
1: Yeah, Jeff had mentioned this earlier today and I started thinking about it. We were hoping to have a guest uh, uh, presenter, a guest partner today but that didn't work out so there was a I was telling Jeff, I was in South Carolina for so many years when the Reds haven't been good so I've sort of been out of the loop, came back to Ohio about five years ago get to see them all the time now so I really don't have anyone from the 90s and 2000s that I can think of but Back in the 70s, the Big Red Machine, they had just won the World Series in 75, beat the Sox in 7, come back and they pick up a player. They picked up two players, but uh, one from the Expos and one from the Atlanta Braves and his name was Mike Lum. Yeah. Mike Lum played center field for the Reds quite a bit, uh, was a lefty batter and a lefty fielder. I think his number was 28. I don't
0: remember for sure. Um, with the Reds, it was 21. 21. He wore okay. 28 with the Braves. Okay. So 21 with the Reds. And he From was. Just, 76 to 78. He was there for three seasons.
1: He was just a steady player off the bench. And I remember looking at the back of a baseball card and read that he was, I think at the time, the only. Hawaiian-born player in Major League Baseball. Why I remember that? Who knows? Well, why? I remember that.
0: It was, some, it was something they talked Do you about. you remember
1: on the back of a baseball card, though? Well, yeah, those little okay. notes, yeah, right. those are
0: great. That's probably, probably why we remember half the junk we remember. But but that was something they would talk about. I remember them talking about that on oh, really? TV, whatever. Okay. It's like Mike Lum, you know, because I, you know, I was living around here. I was growing up around here. You were growing up in New York, right, at the time, or were you in South Carolina uh-huh. by then?
1: Yeah, I moved to New York in 74, so when the okay. came around...
0: Um... Right, so it, it, it was just something that got talked about, I just remember it, you know, and then we were doing a little research here before, and like looking up some stuff, making sure we knew what, remember what years he played and all that, and he was also the first um, player mm-hmm. in the, of Japanese ancestry to play in the major leagues. Of course, That he's far from the only one anymore, right. but he was the first one of Japanese ancestry to play in the majors. So it wasn't like the first guy that came over from Japan um, being the first one, Ichiro yeah. or whoever. Maybe there was somebody before Ichiro, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was Mike Lum. So what did you like about him, the way he played?
1: I think it was one of those deals that you looked at the Reds teams back then, and they had so many superstars and even those who weren't superstars, they were legitimate players that other teams would want to have. So Lum backed up who?
0: Well if he played if he played in the center, he would have backed up Geronimo. Geronimo. Yeah.
1: Now Geronimo one year, when he was batting eight, hit three oh seven
0: from mm-hmm. the eight hole. I think it was it was one of those two years.
1: Concepcion was I think two eighty one in the seven hole and Geronimo in the eight hole three oh seven. And so you had a lineup where with Geronimo you didn't think of him as a power hitter, and I've been in the games and seen him hit home runs or a home run or two. But he had a rocket arm. As a matter of oh, fact, yeah. if memory serves correctly, he started with the Yankees uh, in their organization. It was a pitcher. And so one of the reasons I rooted for a guy like Mike Lum or Bob Bailey, who was the other player they got that year, their bench players from the Montreal Expos is I just wanted them to do well because they were around all these superstars and they were just sort of like your average, everyday Joe player. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to win a World Series title. Since the Reds had done it in 75, they got them in 76. As a little kid, you're starry-eyed and thinking nothing but the best, and I wanted to see those two get a title, a ring.
0: Yeah. Well, you're right. I was looking things up here. Uh, Geronimo was signed by the Yankees as an amateur free agent in 1967. But then he was drafted by the Astros away from the Yankees in a Rule 5 draft. Yeah. And so that's hanging up with the Astros. And, of course, he was in the big the big trade in 71 when we got Joe Morgan and everybody else. So he was he was part of that deal, of course. So Geronimo, um, yeah, in 76, batted 307 75, mm. he batted two fifty seven. So 76 was definitely his, his best year. But you had a guy, and he played, he had over... Almost 500 at bats that year, so Lum definitely got some time in the outfield with that, mm-hmm. and, and so forth, and um, so cool. So Mike Lum, that's our uh, that's our uh, blast throwback from the player, past, yeah. our throwback guy, or whatever we're going to call it. So we got to come up with a better name for it, but anyway. So Tom or I will have one for us next week, and we'll we'll reminisce about another guy a little bit. So um, all right, back to pitching. Wojo. Adrian uh, not Adrian where did I come up with that Asher Asher Wojciechowski who's ever heard of the guy Brian Price didn't even know him I don't think because he wasn't on the 40 man Mm -hmm. in in spring training right so this guy shows up and I mean, the guy looked like a pitcher, didn't he? Did you watch? Did you, watch, well, did you get to watch? Yeah, I mean, he was, was aggressive. He was, he was, he was in the in the strike zone, and you know, Price is like complaining like constantly. I wish these guys would throw strikes. Easier said than done, right? Or they do it all. They'd all do it all the time. But man.
1: Well, the, the idea—if I heard the story correctly, because I was in and out watching the game—if I heard correctly, he got the news was it like 1 or 2 in the morning?
0: During that 18-inning AAA game that Price is also complaining about. That he
1: was going to be moved up. Yeah. So he drove from Louisville to Cincinnati the day he pitched. Right. Jeff, that's about what? A a a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Two-hour drive. Two-hour drive, maybe. So you just go up, what, I-71, I-75, come in. And I think that morning you had tweeted out Give this guy a shot. You had, <laughs> you had an article on him. Give this guy a shot. Yeah. He comes in. He retires the first eleven batters he faces before he gives up a single, and then Price. All right, I'm not going to take any chances. Bring in their closer in a non-save situation because it was a four-run lead, right. and and Asher gets the win. Wojciechowski gets the win. So mm-hmm. it was just uh, phenomenal to see someone not walk batters left and right yeah and not on a one two pitch throw a meatball down the middle of the plate
0: exactly so with and he was a starter in Louisville and this guy was a first round draft pick of Toronto yes he had a little cup of coffee with the Astros a couple of years ago didn't pitch well no they cut him loose we signed him in April we know what the starting pitching's been like his his era as a starter in Louisville was like is like under two, one point three, mm. or something, something crazy like that. So, do you want to see this guy on the mound one day in the first inning? Should why, why not give him a chance? Yeah, what the results
1: like we saw earlier this uh, week or or late last weekend, yes, we want to see him on the mound. <laughs> we need something.
0: I, I agree. I agree. I think. I mean, I can see Price throwing him out there a couple more times in relief, just to, you know, safe side a little bit for that guy's sake. But man, I tell you, I mean, when the when guy, you know, guy pitches like that, of course. We've seen other guys pitch really well at times. Stevenson, put him in the mound, Reed, put him in there to start and it's like you're in the headlights, right? It's yeah. like a totally different, yeah. they, they, they they don't handle it well. So so can
1: can he be our version this year of Tim uh, Adel? not Tim
0: Adelman, straight, Dan Straley? Dan Straley. Well, yeah, that's what, he, Feldman's been compared to that a little bit, but he's not been as good as, I mean, he's not been as consistent I think as Straley was. But yeah, I mean, we need a we need Dan Straley or two to really to really those, do Jeff? that for us.
1: you well, mentioned he was not even he wasn't even with the Reds in spring training, was he? Well, or, or the not, very very. I
0: think I saw they best- signed him in late April, maybe. Well, late
1: April or early April? No, or early late March.
0: Was it April? Because they broke think, camp, You're right. right. It would have been after it would have been after the season started. And I
1: think Straley was along the same lines that. If he was with the Reds last year in camp, it was not long. But regardless, they they remind me their situations, remind me of each other. A player who's been in the majors for a while, mediocre at best. And for Wojciechowski, that's definitely a stretch. Yeah,
0: they signed him April 21st. So, yeah, after he was oh, not my. with them. That's why Price didn't know him because he, he wasn't even with the Reds in spring training. So right. I, when I saw April 21st, I think it was in my head of uh I was thinking uh, March not April like the season hadn't started so um but yeah the Diamondbacks released him on March 28th and then um the Reds signed him on April 21st so there you go he's there he is and um he was uh, like I said he was drafted by the Blue Jays in the first round back in 2010 he was a player to be named later in a trade um from the Blue Jays uh, to the To the Astros to complete a, a bigger trade um, that involved a bunch of just average guys, nobody super important. Um, Marlins picked him up on waivers in 16. He was granted free agency that year. Signed mm. as a free agent with the Diamondbacks just this past December and then late in spring training they cut him loose on March 28th. So he, they didn't make the team and they decided not to keep him around in AAA. So maybe the Diamondbacks, maybe they're really loaded with good pitchers, but so the Reds signed him in April twenty first. So there he is. And I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him out there. I mean, what do you got to lose?
1: And he's from the vaunted Southern Conference, the Citadel Bulldog.
0: Yes, he pitched for the Citadel. He's a he's a South Carolina boy from Beaufort.
1: Well, actually, in South Carolina, Buford. we call that Beaufort. In Buford. North Carolina, That's it's
0: pronounced Beaufort. Buford. Exactly. Exactly. And now,
1: what is really interesting about the South Carolinians is. You're playing ball in early February for the most part in good weather. Yeah. So you're playing Mm year-round. And going to the Citadel was by no means easy. And so what he had to put up with just to matriculate to the Citadel uh, speaks volumes of this man's character.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I would totally agree with that. Um, And that's... And they've had a pretty good program down there for baseball, haven't they? And they've been—I remember at one time they—they they, they were pretty good. It seemed the like the
1: Southern Conference hasn't—you uh, know—it hasn't even done as well as the Big South Conference. The Big South Conference—you've had—you've well, uh, had Coastal Carolina, who's now in the Sun Belt, right. and you've had Liberty University. Those two schools, in smaller schools in the South, stood up. But yeah, the Citadel hasn't stood out. The Southern Conference hasn't. Stood out like the Big South even. So I'm trying to think of who in the Southern Conference would be someone you think of as really good. And yeah.
0: Honestly, I just can't think of
1: anyone. Right,
0: right. But it just seemed like, you know, when I was down living in Virginia, working down there for years before, it seemed like they had a couple of times when they were good. Hmm, like, they okay. were the, like they were in the regionals a couple of times or something. Just somewhere back in my... I think they were one time against Georgia Tech. Somewhere back in my brain. Okay. I remember that, so... So good, yeah, I hope he hope he really gets the chance to to really get it done so so what um we talked about Mesroca, I wanted to get to that, and uh so uh, we really think that uh, we're was we, we just we're sitting here recording this in front of my television, and the Reds and the Indians are playing, and the Reds are just getting ready to um, bat in the bottom of the first Feldman did, struck out the sign, yeah, did he did he strike yeah. them all out yeah. Um, was Masarocco in the lineup there? Did you no, just, they've uh, got Barnhart, Barnhart which
1: kind of makes sense, two days two in a days row. Two days in a
0: row, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want to push Masarocco too hard. We want to keep him around That's and right. make sure he stays healthy and, and everything. So I think, uh, you know, you think back to some of the things we talked about the first couple of weeks, Billy not getting on base, mm. not doing anything, and, and so now he's doing that. He is, um, he is. Um, I, I just have a lot of hope. That this is a, a lineup that we're building. I don't know what it'll look like in August. We talked about that. Is Kozar mm-hmm. going to be still be around? What's it going to look like next year? And mm-hmm. you know, one of these uh, middle of the lineup guys going to be a good trade bait. Right time to get something for him for whatever. We don't know what the what the uh, front office is going to do with that. And there's Billy leading off the game with a hit and um,
1: my usual tweet: Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Billy's on base. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so will he steal? Will you know what will he do? Of course. Um, uh, when uh, you, you know the scouting report for every pitcher says, "Do not walk this guy," especially to start the game, you know, especially leading off an inning when when nobody's out. Do not walk this guy. Uh, but he's been walking a little bit more, and so forth. So,
1: you know what I've noticed talking about the Joey Votto, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Joey Vado leadership. The Joey Votto. Have you noticed the past couple of games, Suarez, what he's doing with two strikes? The keys should be C Is he is he's choking he's, up? He's choking up, Jeff. Yeah. Is he? I
0: had yeah. noticed that. I had noticed that. So. You know,
1: Duvall's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just
0: choking. No, just kidding. But he, he, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I mean, Suarez. And I almost is... sent you
1: something today. I'd read about the uh, how many players who. Like Billy Buckner, remember Bill Buckner? Uh, unfortunately, known for the error against the nah, Mets, Bill yeah, Buckner, he was a good hitter, never struck out three times in a game in the major league level. Really? Tony Gwynn did one time, and Tony Gwynn also had 297 three-hit games, mm-hmm. and uh, just some amazing stats out there for for some of these players.
0: Well, while you're on this little trivia binge here, mm-hmm. our trivia question for this week. You want me to go ahead and ask Yeah, that? this was your okay, this was your so, baby. It was a good one. So in 1990, we remember that as the wire-to-wire season, Yeah. winning the World Series, sweeping the A's, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wire-to-wire because they didn't lose for a while to start the season, right? Right. So the question is, how many games, what was the winning streak to start the season, the, 1999 se- the 1990 season? Mm-hmm. So we'll look for that. Nobody answered this week's. Online, I didn't see any answers.
1: No, we're not getting a lot of activity. Yeah, we didn't. Something about our intimidating
0: presence. Yeah. So the the question was what the the second, it was the Pete Rose surpassed who to become the all time National League hits leader. uh, On his path to Ty Cobb, Um, a few years before that he passed this guy to be the all time big hit. Now Tom Sizer
1: may be looking at his statue right now. The man. The, the, that's right. And When we were asking Tom about it, you used that hint in the uh, room. I said the man. the man, and he didn't you catch know, on. Uh, as you know, I, as I've been saying, I don't think he reads our texts anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not all of them. He'll come up and say you start asking stuff about something like, Tom, well, we, we did that like 20 well, minutes ago. What
1: was, it, folks, what was unique the other day against the Rockies? I don't know why. I just started thinking, name some ex-Rockies who were superstars. And Billy would have had a stolen base. Joey hits it to the second baseman. Yeah. So, a fielder's choice. Votto out at first. Hamilton at second with two yeah, out. Yeah. So, name some Colorado Rockies superstars from days gone by. So, I was quick. You were. Uh, I said name three of them. And I gave you four. And, and I, I was thinking Larry Walker.
0: Yeah, which I gave you.
1: Don, I forgot about Dante Bichette.
0: That's the one I gave you. That one we
1: talked about. Helton, the quarterback from Tennessee. Yeah. And was our other Andre the big cat. The big cat. And then later on, we came up with some other
0: ones that uh, some other players. And then Tom, like twenty a half hour later,
1: hey, who are some great Rocky <laughs> players? <laughs>
0: like where you been, man? <laughs> and
1: at first, I thought he was doing like with our Bob's thread. <laughs> and the one time it was uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> And Mark Biddinger would ask a question, and Tom would ask the same exact question, and Biddy, being Biddy, didn't get it. <laughs> he didn't understand it. So at first, I thought Tom was maybe being a little uh, smart alecky and doing another Groundhog's Day, but no, he was being serious. He needed to, what to scroll What are the odds of someone asking that question? He name need- some Rockies.
0: Yeah, he needed to scroll back and see what we've been talking about, but there would probably been about 30 texts in the meantime, so, <laughs> you know, complaining about whatever. There was the one time he got his
1: phone. Uh, in D.C. and got it back, and there were 272
0: texts from us. Yeah, he left it in an Uber ride. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. man! Yeah, so. But anyway, so the, the answer we haven't even said the answer. It's damn usual. Had three away. or 3600 and some hits, and um, uh, Devall comes through, knocks Billy in. Uh, what do you know? There you go.
1: Good job, Devall. A uh, soft line, in no, single well, left field. We'll yeah, take
0: it. Yeah, we'll take it. So. Anyway, so we got the lead jumping out on the on the tribe. It's good to see. So it's good to see a lead, yes. Yeah, it's good to see an early lead, not give up runs in the first inning. So um all right. Well this week we've got the Indians two here. And then we go up to Lake Erie mm-hmm. for two.
1: And and you'll be happy. What? You'll be happy because but, no reds pitchers what? will be
0: batting. That's right. Oh Jeff is a
1: big proponent yeah. of the D H so who's
0: gonna D H?
1: Well, do you have? Well, it'll be a right-lefty. It'll be a righty-lefty choice. Candidate will be Co- uh, uh, Mezuraco. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, that would make sense. Let Bar- let Barnhart catch a couple games and put Mezuraco. If, he, if in. it's a
1: righty pitcher, I could see Scooter Jeanette.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Only the third choice would probably be Alcantara, but I, I think Mezuraco makes a lot of sense. Let or maybe let. Uh, well, they put Turner on the DL, and he, he did. Ba- they did. That poor guy didn't get to play much, and he batted. He had a pinch hit in a key situation in kind of with some guys on base recently. And, I mean, he he didn't look like he'd ever swung a bat before. He, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, he, poor guy. He hadn't probably batted in, in a week, and you now he's in there facing some guy throwing ninety eight miles an hour, and he just he just didn't look good. But well, based on
1: his uh, experience and time in the majors, if the Reds do reassign him, he has the right to not report.
0: Right, and they. And the Brewers or whoever it is can get him back because he And we don't want to five. pick up
1: Corky Miller as our third. No, <laughs> no.
0: Well, I think he was just insurance because of Mesuraco. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if that at some point Mesoraco, uh is really catching every day, and they feel like okay, this guy's okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they let him go. Turner? Yeah, it wouldn't Absolutely. surprise me. Absolutely. Wouldn't surprise me. If you need if you need a, a roster spot for um, something else. I can, I can see that happening. So, so anyway, four games with with the with the, uh, with the tribe, mm-hmm. and then off to Philly, and the Reds will be glad to see the Phillies, and let's hope so. And the Phillies will be glad to see Still the Reds. Glad, that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So uh, this week was one in five. Hmm. I think we can do better this week.
1: Well, you know, up until I think last year, whenever Cincinnati and Cleveland played, the home team had been winning every game, mm-hmm. except last year the, the Tribe took it to the Reds. So hopefully the Reds can, with a good start tonight, one nothing after 1, hopefully Feldman will continue. You get Amir Garrett. He can't do any worse than he did in his last start. No. And you were upset about that. You blamed it on Reds management. Sending them down to Louisville.
0: Yeah, you got to blame somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if we could do that, and then steal one up in Cleveland, and be three and one, and then head head east to Philly, we'd like that.
0: That'd be nice. They're, they're due. They, they've been on this roller coaster, so they're kind of due for this. Uh, they're due for this to play well. So um, hopefully they will. And uh, they're due for a couple good starts. Yes. And the way they've been hitting the ball. You're, you're kind of getting nervous
1: that we're due to not hit the ball. Well,
0: no. Oh, no. The way we've been hitting the ball, if that continues, which it should, um, maybe there's one of those 10 8 wins in there, mm-hmm. like we had that 12 8 win over the Rockies Friday. Mm-hmm. So, or was it Saturday? Whatever day it was. Saturday. Saturday. So, one of those happens will be um, maybe we get split these games, win, win one more than we lose through all these, maybe two more than we win lose. Would be nice. So, I mean, the Indians are what, 23-19. Their ERA is 4.98. The Reds is 5.93. So, I mean, if we um, get some pitching that we're due for, we got every chance to to win win like you said, three of these games from the, from the Indians. So, that would be nice to see. They're not, you know, they don't look like a World Series team this year either. Like the Cubs haven't too much, but you never know. We'll see what happens. So
1: if, Again, if they can win 75 to 80 games overall with with what we've seen with this team and yeah. what, what the lineup looks like, what the roster looks like, and injuries, yeah. uh, we'll take it. But I am sort of getting a little frustrated of uh, constant injuries with our pitchers. That, it makes you wonder. okay, is there something that should be happening that's not happening, yeah. or it's just wear and tear?
0: I don't know. You know, it's... Teams have that at times, you know. With, with a couple of years there, a few years ago, when we had that solid starting five, what we had like they all they didn't miss a start, or they missed right. a couple. You know, this year we've already had what nine or ten guys start, and there for a couple of years we didn't have, we never got to that level the whole season. So that's true. It's it's the same it's the it's the same uh, franchise. You figure they're doing things pretty much the same. Um, it's just one of those things. You, you hope for sturdiness, but you don't always get it. So, Tom will be with us next week, and we'll uh, see how they did. And hopefully we'll have some uh, good starting pitching to talk about, at least a couple good starts. Yes. Hopefully we'll see Garrett back on the beam. Uh, maybe Wojo will get a chance, or maybe he'll pitch really good in relief a couple more times and, mm-hmm. and, and earn that right to, to, to start a game for mm-hmm. – uh, one of these guys, it's it's just not pulling their weight very well. Well, Roya, Roya is in
1: Dan-
0: Roya could be working himself off the roster. I agree. I agree. As soon as, um, I mean, is he the guy? If if DeSclafani came back tomorrow, is Bronson mm. the is Bronson the guy that gets demoted?
1: If you don't look at the face or the name, and you just look at the numbers, you have to say he's the likely candidate.
0: Yeah, he is. I wonder if he could be. A, I wonder if he could be a decent relief pitcher. Not have to throw so many innings. <laughs> he
1: know? would be he would be uh, this year's version of Rick Mailer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rick Mailer, nice. There's a name from the past. He <laughs> was also some, an ex-Atlanta. Somehow grade. we've managed to win the '76 World Series with Rick Mailer in the, in the bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> he will not be on my list of favorite Reds. No no, <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, anyway, I guess we'll wrap it up for this this week, and uh, we'll be back, and hopefully we'll be. Back over 500, or at least even by then. What are we? Three under right now. I think now? it's three under. Yeah. So if we could get back to 500 by next uh, next week, when we uh, next uh, sit down and talk about these guys, that would be great. So that's it for this week. We'll talk to you later.